You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 253 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary Ace Wavy. How's it going, Gary? Whoop diddy scoop. Scoop diddy whoop. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Um, yeah, I've been listening to, to some new hip hop recently. Hip hop is good again for some reason. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Um this is a very important show because I can't believe it's here already, but E3 2018 is kicking off next week. So, yeah, definitely had to be here for this show. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Very big week coming. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting show today. We're also joined by Mr. Jake James Lugo. How's it going, Mr. Lugo? I'm good. I've been a little absent the last few episodes because of getting work done and stuff in preparation for this upcoming week. Because like Gary said, it's E3 time. Like It's about that time for us right now. And this is a very important show. We got a lot to unpack, a lot to discuss. And uh, I'm excited. This is going to be my 53, you know, going with you guys. So I'm pretty damn excited. And by the way, throwing this in there, my birthday E3. I'm celebrating my birthday out there. I'm turning 30 years old. So this is going to be dope for me. Absolutely. Very, very big deal. We definitely will be celebrating. Uh, and we are also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie, who I believe right now is at BookCon. So how's it going, Dana? It's going well. I apologize for the noise. I'm still looking for headphones, but it's going very well. And I'm very excited to be here and to talk about E3. Yay! <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, uh, we'll, we, we uh, will not be joined by Mr. Max Muller today. Because I believe Mr. Max Muller is uh, mixed. Uh, he's mi- he's missing right now, getting ready for E3, having to take care of a few a few things. He will definitely be on our recap shows when we start doing stuff when we're out there. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah. So as Gary already mentioned, today we're going to be talking about E3. But before we do all of that, we're going to let you all know briefly what we have been playing. So, Mr. Google, how about you start us off first and let us know what you've been playing. So I've been playing a bunch of different stuff. And again, even though I've been busy, I want to keep this a little bit light because, again, we got a lot of E3 stuff to unpack. But we got new reviews on the Coalition website right now. We have, uh, obviously, the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection from Capcom. That review is up now. Pretty good collection. Gives a nice overview of the entire series up to from the original Street Fighter up to Third Strike with all the additions of 2, Alpha, and 3 all in one package. Online play as well for a couple of the games, which is pretty dope. Definitely check out their review when you get a chance. I also reviewed the Sega uh, was a Genesis Classics collection, which is not a good collection. Now, I want to mention real briefly that I saw in the comments, a couple people were commenting about how uh, Gunstar Heroes wasn't included in the Ultimate Genesis collection, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection, and it's the first time it's included within a Genesis collection now. That is true, but I don't think that one game or a couple additional games, even though it's got like 50-something games in this collection, makes it any good. It's pretty put together very badly, you know, not, not really a fan of the filters, definitely not a fan of how broken the online play is as well as also just the inability to customize your controls there's a lot of other different problems in there but check out the review now 
on the website. There's a lot of big problems with it. Uh, in addition, I'm also playing now for review, which again, it's coming in a little bit late after the release, but it's going to be dropping this week before E3 time. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered. I'm playing it on Xbox One. Uh, that game is still brutal. You guys know how I feel about the Soul series, but look for my review very, very soon on the website, as well as also a couple other Switch games that are coming down the line. So I've been busy, but I'm ready for E3 talk right now. Absolutely. Sounds good. So, uh, Dana, I know that you've been busy at BookCon all week. Did you get a chance to play anything? You're muted. I am muted. I, I haven't been able to play anything because I've been running around like crazy. Unless uh, Candy Crush on mobile counts. We got you. Okay, Gary, how about you? What have you been playing? <laughs> uh, what have I been playing? Um, I did finally beat God of War last week. I don't think I mentioned that um, last week. But yeah, I, I beat God of War finally. Um, I will say that the actual ending scene is very, you know, it's very good. It's very touching and everything. But I have to say that I was a little disappointed because I thought, you know, we were going to get more in in terms of you know the whole Norse mythology and the gods and everything um and I feel like we didn't really get enough of that in the game to be honest um but they're obviously setting up future games so you know and and there was a particular scene that happens after you beat the game if you you know go back to Kratos's house there's a huge a huge tease that that occurs you know, so um, they're definitely setting up future games in the series. But yeah, I was, you know, just a little disappointed with what, uh, you know, we, we actually got in terms of the Norse mythology and stuff. But yeah, um, I, I would say I, I, it felt more special playing the first three God of War games to me than playing this one. But it's still an incredible game, you know, like technically it's one of the best games this generation, you know, from a technical standpoint graphics are pretty good for for ps4 you know um and yeah uh i enjoyed like the some of the rpg mechanics i felt like some of the rpg mechanics were a little unnecessary but as i am an rpg gamer i didn't mind it so much and i kind of got into the flow of you know upgrading the armor and all that stuff and then getting more abilities and becoming better and better in combat and stuff like that like i i enjoyed feeling more like a god by the end of the game than i did you know at the start like that was cool but yeah besides that you know it's a good game you know it's a good game i i, I wouldn't give it a 10 personally but it's a good game uh besides that I've, of course i've been playing overwatch and um i guess i can happily announce now that i will be going to the overwatch league grand finals um in new york city you know this july so yeah i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be out there which is cool but um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. Sounds good. Yes, definitely looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this uh, Overwatch tournament that you're going to be going to. Uh, fun opportunity. Okay, so as for what I've been playing, I've only really been playing one game. Uh, it's a game that uh, we have a review currently on the website right now that uh, Tatiana reviewed. Uh, that is Detroit Become Human. Um, I finished the game actually right after we recorded last week's show. And as I have said online on Twitter, I, I think the game is great in terms of the storytelling. 
uh, I guess there are some aspects of it that are a little problematic. I know the controls, as you get deeper into the game, the controls get a little crazy for some people. Uh, but I think the overall message in the game was a fantastic message. Um, and then, of course, the different paths that you can take. Because I did start to replay some stuff, and I did see how it is different in certain aspects if you decide to go down a much more darker, dangerous path. Uh, it's very interesting. So I give Sony props and Quantic Dream for making a good game. I did not play Heavy Rain prior to that. Everyone that I have spoken to, they have said that they really do believe Detroit is the best Quantum Dreams game that they've ever made. I'm not in a position to really say that because, like I said, I haven't played Heavy Rain. I know Beyond Two Souls. I played the demo for that when it was on PS3 a long time ago. Uh, wasn't really too impressed. But, um, this game I thought was great. And, you know, I just give Sony props for actually putting out different titles, uh, over the course of time. Not really overly concerned about how well it's going to do. Uh, this game probably will still do well in terms of sales numbers. Uh, because just because it's a, it's a good game. The story is not really an original story. I mean, we've seen the whole uh, narrative about androids and humans before, but the way they handled it in this game, I thought it was excellent. And it definitely is a game that will leave you wanting to have conversations after you completed it. So I definitely would urge people to check it out when they, when they have a chance to do so. I believe, uh, it is worth saying that, you know, the game will take only about 10 hours to complete the first time. Uh, it, it's not a game that I would necessarily say you need to spend full price on. If you don't want to, you can wait until it drops in price. And I believe that it will be on sale soon. But um, definitely, absolutely, positively a, a game worth checking out. Um, and definitely, I would say for me personally, it's a PlayStation 4 game that I've enjoyed so far this year. I have not finished God of War yet, so that may have something different to say once I finish that. But Detroit Become Human, definitely worth playing, I would say, without a doubt. So um, that concludes what we have been playing for this week. And now we're going to just jump headfirst into this E3 discussion because obviously this is going to be the focal point of everything gaming-related news that you're going to see for the next couple of weeks. So uh, starting first and foremost, uh, we're going to kick things off with EA Play. We will be attending EA Play uh, next Saturday in Los Angeles. That will be the first official show that they will be having in terms of the predictions, so on and so forth. Uh, I do know in terms of the news that did happen with EA this week, you know, obviously EA released uh, Anthem, the first uh, teaser footage of it. So we got this little glimpse of that. Um, and then we also know that Madden NFL 19, that was also announced. That's also going to be coming out in August. So uh wanted to start off by getting you guys predictions for EA play. What do you think we will see? Uh, from the actual conference uh, And are you looking forward to the show And uh, Gary since you are a huge Battlefield fan and you already told me That you are planning on picking up Battlefield 5 I'm going to let you start things off And let me know what are your predictions for this show Do you think it's going to be good Disappointing or what surprises do you think We're in store for uh, EA shows the past Two years have been you know very Disappointing um, you know both being that well i haven't actually been there but i've tried to be there but they make it difficult you know they've made it very difficult past few years but um yeah like just everything i've heard about the shows and any, any clip i've seen from it they just don't 
look like you know it doesn't seem like they're structuring the shows very well at the moment and they they usually spend a lot of time on the on sports games which we've we've come to expect a lot of what comes with these sports games so they they probably don't need to you know put so much focus on them because you know we we know the basics of what they're they're gonna be bringing to us you know um this year i hope that you know they'll focus on uh some of the stuff we we really want to see uh, of course they're, they're they're gonna have an entire segment on battlefield for one we already know that and i am looking forward to that as well because i, I want to see what they're gonna do with the battle royale mode and you know the multiplayer and everything like that and i actually will consider buying this game as well because you know it looks it looks interesting it looks different from what they've done before so um i'll, I'll definitely be taking a close look at that um i think the biggest thing that has my intrigue from ea is anthem um and i'm sure that we're going to get a, a full review like reveal of that and how it works the gameplay model you know the the story structure and you know everything of that nature so i'm hoping they spend a lot of time on that um and besides that i don't think there's really too much i'm looking for from ea it's it's just it's really just those two games but i feel like they're probably gonna announce something star wars related because they are you know they are working on some other star wars stuff as well um, and it seems like the right kind of time to announce something Star Wars with the Han Solo movie and everything. So um, they they might, you know, tease something for that. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be a bunch of sports and stuff. And maybe they'll, you know, talk about some updates on the, you know, the engine and everything. So yeah, that's all I'm pretty much expecting. Um, it should be pretty cool to be there, maybe, like, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of different gameplay demos there like you know maybe anthem will be there maybe uh battlefield well battlefield will for sure be there probably to, to be playable and everything but um yeah that's pretty much all i can think of what have you guys got yeah i, I do have a few things to say uh i'm actually gonna let someone else go for go next uh how about you mr lugo any thoughts on ea play any predictions well, based on what I know, because again, we are going to be out there. I know we're going to get some hands-on time with some Battlefield Five, which is going to be very, very cool. We're going to spend some time with that as well. See what else they have out there. I'm fully expecting we'll probably get hands-on time, obviously, with FIFA, uh, probably Anthem. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with some of the stuff that's come out lately with the trailers and some of the advertisements we're starting to see both online and even in some TV commercials, which I think is pretty cool. I don't think you see anything Star Wars related. I think right now it'd be smart for EA to get away from Star Wars, maybe talk a little bit about star wars battlefront as far as like the impact it's had as far as in a positive light but i think that if you keep the conversation away from star wars right now and focus on some of these other things i think it'll work to their benefit because after everything that's happened with battlefront 2 after everything that's happened with the cancellation of that visceral game i think it's smarter to keep the conversation and the mind share at e3 for some of these other exciting games that people could be excited about and then next year talk about star wars again because i still think they're they're gonna have the the star wars license to make games for it uh, by the time next year's E3 comes around. But for this year, I think you're going to hear all about Anthem. You're going to hear about FIFA. You're going to hear a lot about Battlefield Five. Uh, possibly maybe another surprise or two. I'm not really sure. Uh, maybe some of the other sports games. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But I think that's really where we're going to see uh, EA play as far as the keynote and the press conference really steer towards. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, Dana. Uh... I don't know if you found your headset yet, but do you have any uh, predictions for EA Play? 
Yes, I do. Okay, so here's how it starts. Can I start with my fantasy first? Yes. <laughs> so my fantasy, we all know this is not going to happen, but my fantasy in my head, in my my truth with my head and God that I wish that was alive and would do this, is the show opens up with Hulk Hogan and Steve Gordon, a.k.a. Sting. They come out, and all of a sudden, they present WWE No Mercy. So that's my fantasy in my head that I wish. That's not going to happen, but I wish it did. Um, what we're going to see is a lot of the NBA 2K19, what is it, 19 now? Uh, NHL, we're going to get FIFA. We're going to get maybe, didn't they um, delay Anthem though? I feel like a delay is, is about to come. So we're going to get, you know, them talking about Anthem, but we're not going to get a release date. Uh, they're going to talk about Battlefield, obviously. I think that's going to be the big highlight thing of their show. But definitely it's going to focus on the sports, NBA, FIFA, NHL, Madden, all that type of stuff. So that's what we're going to get. Sounds good. All right. So so as for my predictions, um, I I will say this. What Mr. Lugo said about the Star Wars thing, I, I actually agree 100% with that. I, I think that this next Star Wars game, Whatever the, the next Star Wars game is, they probably will not really talk about that because they want the focus to be on this year. So Battlefield Five, yeah, they'll definitely talk about that. Um, I think Anthem, they confirm it's coming out in early to spring 2019. And I think that that is going to have a major presence at the show because it seems to me like that's, that game is very important for Bioware. Uh, obviously, if that game flops, then I think that that is it for Bioware. That could very well be it for Bioware, you know, because, you know, EA will not shy away from shutting down studios. So it's important for that to get a lot of focus this year. Um, of course, Madden NFL, we'll see more of that. I know we are definitely going to play that. Uh, NBA Live or whatever it is, I don't know if they're still on Live or Elite. Whatever the NBA game is, is fine. Uh, although I really want them to bring back NBA Street. I have no idea what they're going to do with that. NBA Street um, would be great if it did come back, but that might not happen. What I do expect to see, aside from the stuff that you guys have already mentioned, I do expect whatever the uh, the other game that uh, the creators of Unravel are working on, I think we're going to find out more about that sooner or later because they've been quiet for a while. I know they said they may work on a sequel. Perhaps that's something that may get announced or teased at the very least at the show. Uh, and then in terms of, once again, Bioware, it has been widely speculated that they are working on another Dragon Age. So obviously, like I said, Anthem is the focus of the show, but I wouldn't rule out a teaser of what the next Dragon Age could be. You know, I recall we went to an EA event a couple of years ago where it pretty much as everything was this is all concept stuff we're working on i think we may see some of that stuff this year um if the game is out further along so if they do decide to talk that's what you'll probably see this is what we are thinking about for the next dragon age but you may not actually see any footage or something something along those lines but um in terms of the ea show it oh go ahead gary what are you saying oh no so, sorry to cut you off i was just saying that makes sense and um uh, I would think that if they did show Dragon Age, it would be like a full-length re reveal, because um, it it seems like they've been working on that for a while. So uh, they should have some stuff to show. But yeah, good. That's a good prediction right there. But carry on. Oh no, yeah, you know that that's yeah. That, that was a very good point that you made. Um, 
we'll see about it because I, I don't know. I, I would assume they have different teams working on some of these things. So the Dragon Age project definitely has some type of it is at some level right now. I don't really know when we're going to see it. Um, one other quick thing I will mention. Uh, another game that we obviously know is coming in the future is Titanfall 3 uh, because EA purchased uh, Respawn. So maybe they don't really show too much on that, if anything at all, because they have to save some stuff for, for, for next year. But uh, if that game is coming out uh, in spring 2019, you're definitely going to see something for that because they definitely want you to know and think about what they have also coming at the beginning of next year because it's still within the fiscal year calendar for them. So... That's pretty much all, all the predictions I had is in terms of what we'll see at EA Play. Do I think the show is going to be good? Um, I don't know because, as you already said, Gary, you, you, you know, there was a year that we all tried to get into EA Play. We didn't get in there that year. I know Mr. Lugo was in there last year. Um, the show could be okay. Do I think it's going to be the best show of E3? Absolutely not. But uh, it, 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 it'll probably be okay at best. But... Any final thoughts on EA Play before we move on to uh, the next show? I think it could still be good. I, I, let's let's just get that out the way. I still think that they have some interesting stuff they could show. It would make more sense that they don't uh, was it do like what they did last year where they showed Anthem and then they said look for it more at the Microsoft conference the next day. I think that's a stupid idea. I think all those EA games should be shown in some good capacity at the EA Play event. I think that would be cool. And then obviously still show them at the Microsoft event, but the majority of the good stuff should be shown at EA Play. But that's just my personal opinion. I still think it could be a fun, interesting show, depending on what they uh, actually reveal. I agree. Very good point. And I think, once again, as you alluded to, you know, Anthem is a very, big, very, very big deal for them in BioWare. So I expect that to be all over this show. Um, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the next show, and I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Mr. Mr. Edward and a ruthless kid in the chat because these are the Microsoft fanboys. So we obviously got to talk about the Xbox conference because um, I believe this is the show that a lot of people have their eyes on, especially with the news that came out this week of where there was this report about Crackdown Three getting canceled, and then that was debunked, and they said, "Oh, well, it's you, you'll still be able to purchase it," but they never said when the game is coming out. So a lot of people are speculating that that game might be delayed to 2019. Who knows? But we definitely have to talk about what we think is going to be at the Xbox conference. Uh, I think I already mentioned on this show before, I actually have an appointment to play the games the following day after the conference. So whatever is shown, I will have more in-depth thoughts on because I'll get to play that stuff after uh, on the following day. So for right now, though, let's talk about what we think it's going to be at the show. So, Mr. Lugo, how about you start us off and give us your predictions for Microsoft's conference? Yeah, I have a lot because I actually had a full conversation about this with, with friend of the show, uh, Danny Pena, Godfrey, over at Gamertag Radio. It was me, him, and Robert Workman, uh, DCD. We sat down for a whole podcast of his discussing specifically Microsoft. So definitely, if you get a chance sometime, check that out when it's live. But basically, one of the things that I was saying there was that uh, I still think that it could be an interesting show. I think that they have a lot of surprises. And a couple of things he was telling me that were 
picked up from a variety of different sources is that there might be some big surprises related to legacy Microsoft franchises, related to like the original Xbox and stuff, specifically with some Japanese developers. Now, again, a lot of it is speculation, but there seems to be a lot of things falling into place all over the all over in, in a variety of different spots. Uh, one of the things that he brought up, and I think I kind of agree with, is the reveal of like a brand new Jet Set Radio, or at least something like Jet Set Radio coming to Xbox Game Pass. You know, things like that that are coming from developers or Japanese developer like Sega, mainly because Phil Spencer not too long ago, or at least some time ago, I want to say a little bit more than two or three months ago, took a trip to Japan and he posted up a thing on Twitter saying like congratulations to some of the people over at Sega and he mentioned Jet Set Radio specifically. And you know, you don't just do something like that and you know not worry about the perception of what people might have. You know, there's there's usually a reason for things like that happening. The other thing too is is that games like Crackdown, I feel like will get shown again, might get re revealed in some capacity because that's been away for quite a while and I think that that game might have changed in some capacity. A lot of people are also saying that, you know, a new Gears of War might be over the horizon. I don't necessarily believe that, but what I do believe that I think we get the first tease of the next Halo from 343. Personally for me, I think that it's been a while. I know that there's been a Halo arcade game or some other Halo related property that's not a console game for the Xbox One X or the Xbox One in general, but I think that you get a tease this year for whatever the next Halo is going to be and then next year we can finally get the big reveal of what that game actually is uh and i believe that whatever that halo game is is that it's going to be a lot more master chief centric because remember halo 5 guardians a lot of people were upset about the whole lock and chief uh, aspect that whole dynamic they weren't really rolling with that so i think you go back to a more traditional style halo game in that regard i also think that at the same time one of the things that I also thought was interesting, which also I, I was talking about with Godfrey, was that uh, Scalebound, the game page for Scalebound, went back up on the Microsoft Store. Like, you could actually see that. Remember, that game was supposedly supposed to be canceled some time ago. So it's interesting to see that a canceled game still have a game page on the Microsoft Store in some capacity. I think that's a little bit interesting. That could be a tell, maybe that they are going back to trying to rebuild that game or trying to at least, you know, get it out on the platform in some capacity. But uh, it's interesting to see because uh, there's a lot of surprises, a lot of potential for surprises to come out of Microsoft's conference as far as big hype moments, as far as cool reveals and things that is really going to make a lot of people within that Microsoft or Xbox ecosystem really happy. So there's a lot of potential there. So here's hoping. Sounds good. Uh, I agree. Uh, I think I'll go next. Um, Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, So let's start off in terms of these surprises um there's been a rumors floating around about sunset overdrive 2 that i saw that have since been somewhat debunked but it's it's still up in the air um i don't really know about that because insomniac is currently working on spider-man unless they have another studio working on sunset overdrive 2 which wouldn't make any, any sense at all so i do know when i had a chance to interview insomniac at E3 a long time ago about Sunset Overdrive. In my interview, I had asked them if they had plans for, to do more games in this series, and they already said they have plans to make more games, but it will all depend on if the first game is successful. We know that the first game didn't quite hit the sales numbers it needs to hit. With that said, I don't. I think Microsoft would release it on PC because it's still not on PC. I think that's an announcement that you will get. And if you get that announcement, then it's more likely that there might be a sequel uh, coming in the future. But in terms of it getting announced at the show, I have no idea because I think that'll be a huge surprise if it is announced. Um, it is possible, but again, it all depends because Insomniac, they're already busy finishing up Spider-Man. 
they could realistically jump right into this next if it is something that they have agreed upon with Microsoft, but we'll see. Um, Halo 6, I definitely think there will be a teaser for that. And the way I look at it is that the perception is that Microsoft, even though they had Sea of Thieves come out this year and then you also had uh, State of Decay 2, the overall perception is that Microsoft has not been doing a good job releasing uh, a lot of a lot of high quality ti- titles for quite a while. Uh, so I think that this year they're going to just come out guns blazing with a lot of the things that they'll show. Even if something is not nowhere near being close to being done, they will at least announce that it's being worked on. Um, so I think Halo 6 is a guarantee. Gears of War 5, I definitely think that is a possibility because it is about the time for there to be another Gears of War. Now, I don't think that that game is going to be coming out this year. That's a game that you may see early next year. But I definitely think it's coming because this studio has been working on this. We know that they've been working on it for a while. And Microsoft has already actively said that the next Gears and Halo, you will not have to wait until the next Xbox to actually see these games. So they're definitely in development coming, I would say, next year at the latest, at least for Gears of War. Halo could be the same thing. But yeah, next year, both of those games. In terms of other surprises, uh... I will be very curious to see what they're doing with Perfect Dark, if that is actually coming back. I have no idea what the status is of that particular franchise. I know they still are very much interested in that, so that's a possibility. Fable and the whole rumor of Playground uh, actually working on a Fable title. Maybe we'll get more clarification on that type of stuff. Um, but... Uh, I mean, really, at this point, I, I, I wouldn't rule out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Microsoft is obviously working on. I believe a new IP is something that we definitely could see. But for now, it's really hard to really gauge and determine. I just I, I know that when people go to these conferences, they want to see some franchises that Microsoft has that they haven't been working on for quite a while. So I would not rule out them actually bringing back other franchises that people have had interest in. Uh, but for now, I think, uh, yeah, Gears of War 5 seems like a, that pretty much seems like that's, that's definitely going to happen. Um, and some of the other things that I've already mentioned, but, uh, that's all I have to say for now on Microsoft until I actually see what they have to show us. Um, Gary, uh, any thoughts on what Microsoft might show us at, uh, their E3 press conference? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what, uh, you guys have been saying. I do think we're going to see, you know, uh, new Halo and Gears. And, uh, me personally, I feel like it's a bit too soon to see a new Gears, but, um, you know, I, these are their like top tier go to, you know, IP exclusive IPs. So it makes sense, I guess. Um, as for Halo, it is starting to get to the point where you're like, I, I need a new Halo game. So I can understand that now. You know, if it was last year, I'd have been like, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's too soon, but where we're at now, I feel like now is a good time to be talking next Halo, you know, so it makes sense for them to, to, to reveal a new Halo game, I think. Of course, we're going to see Forza, that's a given. Uh, we're going to get a Crackdown update, I think, and, um, you know, I, I, I have to apologize to Ruthless and Ed, but I am going to sound a bit negative, you know, right now, but I think that's an L to be showing Crackdown again because like this is a game they've been showing like for the past three or four Xbox conferences, you know, at E3 and it still hasn't dropped yet. And you know, like it, it should have dropped already. It's been delayed and everything. 
So it's like, and, and I remember the first time they revealed it, they hyped it up as a game that's going to show the power of the cloud and everything like that. So it's, it looks very bad at this point that this game still is not out and we're still waiting for it and we're still going to see it at E3. So, you know, I, I just have to say that like it's, it's, it's a bit too much at this point. Um, but I do think we'll get an update on that. Um, hopefully, you know, the, the way they can win this, you know, is if they say crackdown, three is available right now on xbox on games pass you know if they do that in the middle of the conference then that's a win right there but you know if they say oh the crackdown three is coming this fall or it's coming next year then that's an l automatically i'm sorry but um yeah um i do think we'll see some more of the ori ori in the blind forest sequel i can't remember the name um but i think they'll show ori in the will of the wisp that's the name of the name of the yeah, they're in the wisp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they're they're going to show some more of that for sure, um, and that's something to get excited about because you know the first game looks really really good. I didn't actually you know get to play it, but I saw people playing it, and it looks like a, a really good platform game. You know, so um, I I think we're going to get some um, high profile third party exclusives or you know um, just. Uh, some might not be exclusive but like they might just debut at the Microsoft conference so I'm thinking Splinter Cell will be one of these um, I think we'll see a new Splinter Cell and um, you know uh, that would make sense because that that series has kind of been tied to Xbox you know uh, there was uh, I believe there was one of them that was fully exclusive and you know there's been other ones that have been you know more of a preferred thing on Xbox so it would make sense for them to announce something like that. I'm also hoping that, you know, we, we're going to see some Japanese stuff. So maybe bring back some of the old RPG series that they, they, they brought out before, like Last Remnant or Lost Odyssey. You know, I think that would make a lot of fans happy because we need some more of these JRPG kind of experiences on Xbox, I think, as well. So, uh, you know, the, the game selection needs to be a lot more diverse. Like, you know, they have Western games covered. They do have a lot of arcade games and stuff as well. But um, we need some more, you know, variety in terms of, you know, the regions and, you know, the, where these games are coming from. So seeing some Japanese stuff, you know, on Xbox would be really good, I think. Um, and I hope that they, they do that because Phil Spencer did have that meeting out in Japan last year. And he mentioned, you know, last year he couldn't really announce everything that he wanted to announce because, you know, things were still progressing. But I'm hoping this year, you know, there's a lot more they can um, say in terms of, you know, what the result was of that those meetings in Japan. So um, I'm hoping to see some more, you know, JRPG and Japanese style games and everything. Um and I do expect some, you know, there's probably going to be some sort of uh, updates, you know, talk about Xbox Live kind of thing, like probably Games Pass. They're probably going to announce a bunch of stuff that's coming to Games Pass. You know, uh, maybe even something I suggested on um, After Hours was uh, they should they should merge Idea Xbox with Games Pass and just put all of that stuff on Games Pass. Uh, I think if they did that, at, you know, there would be a lot more to really um, look forward to. There, there would be a lot more value inside the Games Pass. So um, I think they'll probably announce something 
in t something like that in terms of Games Pass, just to kind of make it more appealing and more appetizing. They may even, you know, announce some more um, cross-network stuff with Windows. So, you know, maybe um, there, maybe like everything on Games Pass, you'll be able to play on PC too, and and, and things of that nature. Um, but that's that's pretty much all I can think of at this moment. But yeah, I, I do hope that Microsoft does uh, impress us, and I, I hope that they have a great showing this year because they really do need it. I think so. Yeah. Some some very good thoughts all around. I just want to make a quick comment before I uh, move on to Dana. Um, I just want to say you gave me an idea, and I had mentioned this to you guys before uh, about Game Pass. I would not rule out that Microsoft will play around with the idea of having some of these third party titles that are coming out this fall appear on Game Pass. And a perfect example of that is Fallout seventy six because they have a relationship already with Bethesda that goes back to when they had the PC. So if they put that on Game Pass and you have the, the attractive thing of somebody, all they need to do is have Game Pass to download this instead of spending a full price for it, uh, that, I think, would be a very, very big deal uh, for, for Game Pass. But um, we'll see because... I definitely, I just feel like they're going to use Game Pass more with third-party titles, not just the exclusives, because that will make it a lot more appealing for somebody knowing that they don't need to spend full price to actually get a newer title that's coming out that's not just a Microsoft exclusive. So that's all I was going to add. Um, so Dana, what are your predictions for the uh, Xbox conference? Steve Borden and, and uh, Hulk Hogan comes out. And they announced WWE No Mercy remastered. But other than that, Halo 6, I think their big highlight is going to be their Game Pass thing, their streaming service with that. Also, we're going to get, I said Halo 6. Um, they're going to, you know, I think it, they will show more Crackdown 3. Um, I do see there being, yeah, that's like the, everything you guys already said. So the Game Pass is going to be huge. And I also see them announcing more. Uh, backwards compatibility, some new games with that. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. So uh, we'll see what happens at Microsoft. I mean, there probably will be more surprises, but uh, that's just a guess for right now. Obviously, if there is other stuff that leaks out during the week, or I will have something to say about that the next time we record a show, but we'll see. Um, any other thoughts on Xbox before we move on to the next show? All right, so next up is Bethesda. We actually will also be going to this conference. Uh, and as I had already mentioned, you know, Fallout 76 was announced earlier this week. Um, a lot of people have a lot of speculative theories as to what that actually is. We've heard it could be an online multiplayer experience. Uh, it could be a lot of different things, but obviously we'll find out what that is at Bethesda's conference. Uh, we also know Rage 2 was also announced a couple of weeks ago, so... Those are at least two two surprises that are already revealed. We'll get more information on both of those games at Bethesda's conference. But um, we're going to go to we'll go to you first, Gary. Uh, what do you predict that we're going to get at Bethesda's conference? Oh uh, man, like I really, I'm I'm not sure. Like in terms of surprises, I really don't know what to expect. But it feels like they might have blown 
the biggest thing already. Like, you know, I think, you know, the fallout thing that would have really shocked us if, if the conference had come by and, you know, we'd seen that trailer then, like that would have been a big surprise, but we've already had that. So in terms of surprises, I'm not sure what else, you know, we can get. We've already had the rage announcement, you know, um, but I, I think they're just going to drill down on these, these things that we already know about and show us, you know, a lot more gameplay and, uh, the, the specific things you can do like the gameplay mechanics and everything and how these games work I think they have a lot to explain with Fallout 76 because this is uh, I think this is going to be a different style of game, it's not going to be your ordinary Fallout you know, type of game, type of RPG, RPG game, it's going to be more of a survival based game like, you know, uh, for those who are familiar with the PC games Daisy um h1z1 you know all these different survival games a lot of those are coming to console as well anyway but um i think they're going for you know more of an uh, a survivalist thing and i believe it's going to be online too um and i think i think they have a great formula for making something like that because one of the things i remember putting in my review when i reviewed fallout 4 was that this felt like a survival game like you know it you had to you had to build things. You had to build a shelter. You had to collect things. Um, you had to obviously be wary of you know all the different um, threats in the world and everything like that. Like it felt like a survival game, like you know one of those games I just talked about before, Daisy and all that stuff. So this is like them basically going full blown with it and saying, look, this is actually a survival game in Fallout universe. So. Um, I think this could really work for them. You know, if they explain it well enough to the audience, this could be a big thing because, you know, even games like PUBG and Fortnite, that comes from the whole survival, you know, um, genre on PC. Like the survival genre on PC was huge and it's kind of expanding out to console slowly, you know, in these different games and stuff. And I feel like games like PUBG, Fortnite and Fallout are really going to push that whole survival genre forward in a big way. And so I, I think that Fallout 76 is definitely one to watch. Um, I saw a lot of people kind of upset at the, the prospect of an online Fallout game, but I think those people probably don't understand the appeal just yet. But, you know, once Bethesda kind of explains it and breaks it down, I think a lot of people will be sold on it and, this is, you know, it's, it's kind of like your battle royale, but it's, it's done. It's, it's a different approach. It's a more free form approach, you know, whereas in PUBG and Fortnite, you know, the match is over when everyone's dead and, you know, there's one man standing. Um, a lot of the, the way a lot of these survival games work is, is it's just really open ended. And, you know, if you die, then yeah, like you might be gone from the server, but it's not like there's a, an overall objective. It's just, you're grinding, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's more atmospheric. It's all about the actual experience. So if that's the approach they're going to take with Fallout 76, I think it could be a big deal, to be honest. Um, I'm expecting, you know, probably some Elder Scrolls online, you know, uh, maybe an expansion. They do have a, um, Summerfall expansion coming out. Um, so I think they'll probably talk about that a little bit. Um, and, my hope is that they tease the next Elder Scrolls game, like the next full-blown, you know, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6. Like, I I would love if 
the the conference ended with a tease for that game. But um, I'm not too sure if that's going to happen because it seems like Bethesda is spread a bit thin at the moment. They have so much going on and so much that they're working on. So uh, we may we may not get that just yet. But yeah, that's that's all I've got for Bethesda. That was good. Yeah, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, I will have a few other things to say. I'm going to go on to... Uh, Dana, you have any thoughts on what Bethesda might show? And let me stop you right now before you start. No mercy. No, we cannot mention no mercy no more. <laughs> get, get, get the Fallout version of, of, of um, no mercy. But aside from the Fallout 76, I do see there's going to be some DLCs, probably for Elder Scrolls, Quake 2 Champions, I think it's called. Uh, we're going to get expansion packs for that. I do see a lot of VR. So Doom VR, whatever, Wolfenstein, who knows? That could be VR as well. So I think that's going to be their heavy stuff aside from Fallout 76, VR, VR, VR. Sounds good to me. Um, In terms of Quake Champions, what I hope is that, you know, somebody comes out and they say, sorry, guys, Overwatch exists. We're shutting it down. (laughs) No, no way that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I do think they're going to announce something for that, you know, uh, probably some updates and, um, you know, maybe even, you know, an expansion or um, some form of, because I, I think they do want that to be, you know, their version of like, you know, a big esports kind of FPS game. But um, that I think that game is very niche. So they have a lot of work to do in terms of marketing it. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did do something to put the spotlight on that game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, so um, I'll go real briefly before I go to Mr. Lugo. Um, I, you know, and, and I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, we have, uh, I, be- I believe it's, uh, I hope I pronounce this correctly. Uh, Abzid the King 2K14, uh, you said exactly what I was going to say. Whatever that Starfield game is that Bethesda has been working on, that definitely, definitely, definitely is going to get teased at the conference. I, I, I just think the fact that they've announced Rage 2 already and you've announced this Fallout game, they have to have something else because they can't just announce every game that they're going to show uh, and then there not be some surprises at this conference. I also want to add that when we went to the last year's Bethesda conference, uh, a few games that they did announce, and the, the, the surprise being, you know, Wolfenstein 2 and Evil Within 2, but then the announcement that both of the games were also coming out the same year. With that in line, I would say, you know, Rage, I think they already said Rage 2 is coming out in 2019. I would not be surprised if that Fallout game is coming out this fall. Because, you know, when they did Fallout 4 the last time, when they announced it and it came out the same year, that was the surprise in and of itself because people didn't know it was coming that 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 soon. So I would not rule out Fallout uh, 76 coming out this fall. But the Starfield game, yeah, that definitely will get mentioned. Uh, DLC for, um, I believe it's uh, a couple of other games. Uh, Prey, because I know that there was the rumor that came out about that a while ago. They're going to have DLC for that. Yeah, I can see that. More Elder Scrolls Online stuff. And they actually have the expansion for Somerset coming out this Tuesday. Um yeah, there'll just be a lot more support of the games they've already been releasing. But in terms of the surprises, yeah, the Starfield game, 
uh rage 2 we'll see more well maybe we'll get a release date and then i definitely think fallout 76 is coming out this fall if i had to make a guess um okay mr lugo uh what are your predictions for the bethesda conference in all honesty, I think that a lot of what you guys said could be a strong possibility. I think that you also maybe get some more DLC, maybe for Wolfenstein 2. I wouldn't be surprised. Remember, that game's coming out on Switch sometime soon. And from when I played it at PAX East, it was pretty damn cool. So uh, maybe they'll go back to that, go back to the well with that. But I also fully expect maybe we get teased for the next Elder Scrolls project. I don't know if it's necessarily Elder Scrolls 6. Maybe more stuff for Elder Scrolls Online because I know that they had a lot of that back at PAX East that they were showing off, as well as also Quake Champions. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. I know there's a very big esports thing related around that, and they put a lot of stock into it with a lot of the characters related to Bethesda and stuff. Uh, obviously, Fallout 76, that's a big deal. Uh, I think also maybe you probably get some other stuff, including some of their mobile titles, including the Elder Scrolls uh, card game that they had shown at PAX East, and then maybe going back to Fallout Shelter, having Fallout 76 stuff uh related to that in fallout shelter at some point the other thing too that i really wanted it's kind of like my wish i hope we get an announcement or some sort of thing related to doom because i think that doom was a big success and not only did uh they do doom vfr which i I think even though some people said it was all right it was okay doom itself was a pretty damn big success and a lot of people love the reboot for doom so i think that if they were smart they would go back to doom and do a doom 2 and again, continue with that rebooted series because it was really fun to play, myself included. Again, having wrote the guide for it, I thought it was pretty dope. Uh, besides that, as far as any other like big surprises related from Bethesda, I think we've kind of known already like what their major surprise would be, which would be Fallout 76. So who knows? I could be totally wrong. They could come out with some other awesome stuff there, you know, whether it's the stuff that I mentioned or something that we're just totally forgetting. I don't think they're going to do an Evil Within 3. I don't think you get something like that. To be honest with you, but I think that we still got probably some potential for some cool surprises there. I agree. Very good thoughts. Yeah, I, and I also don't know about Evil Within Three. I do know there is going to be another Wolfenstein. The, the, the devs made that very clear, but that's that's still a ways away. So, but yeah, great thoughts overall. So, uh, any final thoughts on Bethesda before we move on to the next conference? Okay, now we're going to move on to, uh, I believe, uh, what is going to be Gary and uh, Mr. Lugo's favorite conference, which I'm sure we can all agree on, (laughs) Square Enix. So I believe they are going to have a show, uh, a stream, uh, and that's going to be taking place on Monday before all the other shows uh, get get kicked off. So, uh, Gary, how about you start us off and let us know. What you have as far as predictions for the Square Enix uh, conference? Yeah, um, interestingly, I didn't even know they were having a conference until like a week ago or a week and a half ago or something. But the fact that they are having one tells me they have some major stuff to show us that, you know, can't just be contained in a Microsoft and uh, Sony conference. Um, Of course, we know that they've got Tomb Raider coming. And I expect a huge showcase for that game in particular. I expect to see the the Avengers game that they've been working on. Um, I'm sure we're going to get to see, you know, the first signs of that because it's a it's a perfect time to announce that too because we just had Infinity War. Uh, we're waiting for Part Two. There's some other, you know, stuff coming out like Ant Man and uh, Captain Marvel. So it's a great time for them to announce that Avengers game, and I'm sure we're going to see it. Um, and 
I, I'm almost certain that a huge portion of the show is going to be entirely focused on Kingdom Hearts 3. And we, I, I believe we're going to get a release date, you know, when they, after they do that. So, um, I think that's pretty much what we can expect. There's probably going to be a few other things sprinkled in, like, you know, some, maybe some middle, uh, maybe some, um, you know, smaller titles that they're putting on, you know, mini games and stuff like that, that they're putting on the Nintendo Switch and other platforms, you know, maybe some mobile games and things of that nature. Uh, maybe they'll be kind enough to give us an update on Final Fantasy, you know, 7 Remake, maybe. But I'm not expecting them to because I feel like that's that game is so far away that, um, yeah, I'm just going to not expect it at this point. But yeah, I, I think that's pretty much going to be it. Like, uh, I think uh, they have a lot to show, you know, in, with those specific games I mentioned, there's a lot that they can unpack and show to the world with those titles so i think the majority of the show is going to be dedicated to you know those games in particular absolutely sounds good okay mr lugo your thoughts on square enix predictions uh yeah i'm kind of like gary i think that the majority of the show or at least some of the bigger stuff is going to be focused on kingdom Hearts 3 uh obviously they had an event not too long ago during the the same time as the black ops event and during judges week where they had gameplay for kingdom Hearts 3 come out we saw two worlds i think that we finally get the reveal of another one another big world whether that's san Fran, Tokyo from big hero 6 or like i've been saying for a while i think that they reveal the frozen worlds i think that's still coming i still think that we're going to get some more cool surprises eventually of that game uh i do think we get the release date i don't necessarily think that they're gonna make it i i again i'm really suspect of square enix when it comes to games like this because we've known from the past with final fantasy 15 that they'll say it and then all of a sudden it'll get delayed uh sometime afterwards even though i still think it's coming out which is great uh i don't think you see final fantasy 7 remake i know that them having a conference shows that there's some big stuff happening but if you guys don't remember we talked about this i think on the co-op where there was a whole news story that leaked out that came out in relation to what Square Enix was doing with Final Fantasy VII Remake. They pretty much scrapped everything that Cyber Connect 2 was doing. So I think that that game is still being worked on, but I don't think we see it this year. I think we also see more of the Square Enix Western games, which will be interesting. I think we get to see, uh, obviously, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I still think we get to see uh, what is it, the the Avengers game, which was announced last year, I believe it was, uh, that we actually get to see gameplay in some sort of capacity, which, like Gary said, this is a great time because we just had Infinity War. Marvel is hot right now, so it would be great to see more of what that game is going to be, which I still think that's going to be kind of like a third-person action game where you get to control like maybe one or a couple of the Avengers. That'll be pretty damn cool. Uh, as far as anything else, I th- still think we also get to see Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Eleven. We get to see that. Uh, probably a little bit of mention of some of their mobile titles because I know that they're going to be there in some capacity on the floor. Um, as far as anything else that's really big that I could think of as far as Square Enix Japan or Square Enix uh, was it Western? I think we also get some reveals related to Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. Because remember, this month we're getting a new character for that game. And I think that it would also be a great opportunity for them to kind of throw it in there to tease some of the other characters that are coming as DLC as part of the season pass. That makes sense to me. But as far as the big hitters, as far as the big announcements and big reveals during the conference, I think it's just you're going to get more Kingdom Hearts 3. I really don't believe we're going to get a lot of, if any, Final Fantasy 7 remake. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about Final Fantasy Remake. And apparently Gary did as well. So 
<laughs> I, I mentioned it. I said, um, I said, I said it would be nice if they would give us an update on it, but I'm not expecting it. I'm with you though, Gary. I think that we should get an update. We, you know, it would be nice to have that, but I don't think they do it. And and if they do, maybe they show something that's just still older to us to let us know that it's still coming. Because they've been doing that in a couple other places related to other games, including I think it's Brave Exvius. They've been doing that to the Dissidia Ominous Acrium, which is like the mobile Dissidia game that they've talked about or at least have mentioned in passing that that game is still a thing. But I don't think we get to see any more new gameplay this time around. And if anything, if by some miracle we get to see something new, I think you see cutscenes and that, you know, they talk about how the game has changed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be, you know, completely satisfied if they did that. Um, and I, I want to, like, ask you specifically, JJ, but, you know, the others can chime in too, especially you, Rich. Um, but what what would be your reaction if we get a flash of the Final Fantasy 16 logo? Like, just a logo. I don't want a Final Fantasy 16 right now. I don't think that right now they should not be... I think... Here's the thing. Because I say that, and I know in the back of my mind, they're probably already in pre-production for something like that, which makes sense, you know, for big franchises and for companies that are that, are that big. But... I don't think they should be talking about Final Fantasy 16. We just had Final Fantasy 15 not too long ago. We still just had Windows Edition not too long ago for Final Fantasy 15. They already got two other big games, technically three other big games, if you count Dragon Quest 11 with them, that are in the pipeline, that have some of which haven't come out yet, or at least some of which are in limbo in some regard. I don't think it's the right time to be talking about that. I think that next year, maybe, if not the following year. If they do, then, hey, more power to them to let them know, hey, we're working on it. But even then, Square Enix has a problem with showing games earlier that we just wait years for them. I don't think I don't think they should even be talking about that. It should be just Kingdom Hearts 3, Final Fantasy Remake, uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, possibly, and Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, Ruthless just said, they're still working on Final Fantasy Fifteen. You know, we have talked about that in the past, and um, I, it wouldn't, you know, surprise me if we saw. Yeah, the DLC. Was... That was the other thing I just forgot about. You just reminded me about something. Yeah, you, you just reminded me about that. It's just the, the the downloadable content for Final Fantasy 15, the season two stuff. That's the other thing that I completely forgot about. That they mentioned actually at PAX that they said that they're going to have a whole bunch of story based and location based DLC for season two of that. So maybe we get the first glimpse of that as well. Yeah, I, I actually don't want to see any more Final Fantasy 15 at the conference, but you know, it, I wouldn't put it past them. I'm sure they're going to do it. So, yeah, carry on, absolutely. bitch. Oh no, I, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with a lot of what you guys had to say. Uh, I, I'm gonna say a few more things. Uh, Dana, uh, I'm gonna go to you next, though. Square Enix, what do you think we'll see from Square Enix at E3? Unmute. <laughs> I am on mute again. I'm I'm sorry. Um, let's see. Um, which one are we talking about? Square Enix. Square Enix, yes. Um, big thing that I think is going to be their big highlight is going to be um Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tombs, which is big, their their big game that they're expecting people to go out there and buy. As you guys know before, I think it's extremely boring, and it's not that great of a game, but that's going to be their big, big thing. Um, aside from any type of new games, I don't know. I just see a lot of 
maybe more, I don't even know. I think Tomb Raiders is going to be their big main thing that they're going to focus on. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with, that one. And maybe um, Elder Scrolls. Who knows? Yeah. Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah, just to clarify, Square Enix does not make Elder Scrolls. <laughs> sorry, not Elder Scrolls. Not Elder Scrolls, sorry. But definitely Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's going to be their big thing. So let's, I, all, let, let's also not forget about Final Fantasy XIV Online. Let, let's keep that in mind, because remember that PAX, they showed off new content for the game. So I could totally see them maybe teasing some more content for that online game as well, because Final Fantasy XIV Online is a big deal to them. I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Edward in the chat, because he mentioned Sleeping Dogs too. Now, Edward, you ain't definitely ain't keeping up on news, because that studio was out of business now. So do your research, homie. Um, as for my picks, I think it's a very good pick when you mentioned uh, Tomb Raider as well as uh, Final Fantasy. If I was Square Enix, I definitely will focus on Tomb Raider because you're releasing that the same month as Spider-Man and whatever other titles are going to get announced. So, yeah, they definitely uh, need to make sure that that gets the proper attention that it needs to get at this show. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, I think that game is definitely dropping this year. Uh, even though they haven't announced a release date, we'll get the release date at E3, and I will not be surprised if it is around November, uh, because I think the game has been in development so long, people just want to play it, so we'll see about that. In terms of surprises, uh, it was a leak, the Walmart leak that we got a couple of weeks ago mentioned Just Cause 4. Uh, I think you'll definitely get that announced, officially. Uh, and we do know for a fact that because we actually have an appointment with Square Enix, there are two unannounced games that they're going to be talking about. That's definitely one of them. I have no idea what the other game is. Uh, I know Square Enix is also working on a uh, Marvel game, whether it's the Avengers or I'm not really sure which property it is exactly in Marvel Universe. That game, I don't I definitely don't believe that game is coming anytime soon, but uh, they could maybe have a teaser for it. Something to that effect. Who knows? Um and in terms of Final Fantasy, yeah, the Final Fantasy 15 DLC, that's a guarantee. Uh, as for this Final Fantasy 7 Remastered, uh, I'll get into that a little bit later because I, I think, you know, Sony has to put, they have to provide some type of update on that at some point. Uh, obviously, not really a major focal, focal point for them right now, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, in terms of Square Enix, yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting any major, major surprises. I think the announcement of a Kingdom Hearts release date is a very big deal, and I think that people are waiting on that, so that's a guarantee. Uh, but outside of that, we'll have to see. That, Just Cause 4, yeah, that's definitely happening. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see what else they have planned, because they already have a, quite a bit of things coming out this year, so we'll see. Um, any other thoughts on Square Enix before we move on to uh, the next show? I feel like um, with Square Enix, we might see a, a couple of their games pop up at uh, Microsoft and Sony, um, but then you know they'll they'll go more in depth at their own conference. So, 
Also, I had a quick thought. Maybe, again, just a simple yes or no answer from everybody. Do you think that the Kingdom Hearts collection, the 1.5, 2.5, makes its way to Xbox One? Because I heard somebody on another website talking about that. Because Kingdom Hearts 3 is multi-platform. It's coming out on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So wouldn't it make sense for Microsoft to also get that same collection at one point? Or at least if uh, Square Enix was actually you know, thinking about that? Yeah, I think that is a possibility because for those that haven't played the series and they have an Xbox, I, I, I just to me that that, yeah, that 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 needs to come to Xbox. Um, it will make the most logical sense. Uh, also, in, in the event that Kingdom Hearts doesn't come out this year and they decide to push it to 2019, then this is a nice little this will hold Xbox fans over for a little while uh, to get them ready for for the next game. So yeah, that's a very good guess. That's possible. I think that that definitely should happen, but we'll we'll see. Okay, any other thoughts before we move on to the next show? All right, so let's go on to this this other show. This is another show before we get to the other bigger show. Uh, Ubisoft. Now, in regards to Ubisoft, uh, this week, obviously, we there was a leak of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know, this game that I know Gary cannot wait to get his hands on that game. We got that leak a little bit early. We'll know, find out more about that at E3. The Division 2, another game that we heard about that is going to be at E3. Um, so in terms of what else is going to happen in, in, regarding Ubisoft titles, I guess I'll, I'll go first. Uh, Splinter Cell. This is a, a series that... Last year, I expected it to get announced at the Ubisoft conference, and it wasn't announced. Instead, we got um, Beyond Good and Evil 2, which was a major, a major, major announcement that people was excited about. So I totally understand that. But Splinter Cell has to happen. How soon it's going to happen, I have no idea. I would assume that this is a game that's coming out this fall, uh, but it could very easily come out the beginning of next year. Uh, the Division 2, I know for a fact, I believe that is coming out uh, early to spring 2019 somewhere in that time frame so one of these games is definitely going to be coming out before that time it's just a matter of which game it is but yeah splinter cell i definitely expect to see that announced officially the other unannounced game which i believe we now know is assassin's creed unless there's something else you know assassin's creed odyssey definitely going to get a full reveal uh i have heard rumors suggesting that that game is coming out this fall uh if that game is coming out in october Man, there is a, a lot of games coming out in October. I don't, I don't know if Ubisoft wants to throw the game out at that particular time because a lot of focus is going to be on Red Dead. You know, you got Black Ops coming out that same month as well as Battlefield. So I don't really know if they want to throw it out among all those other titles, whereas November, we still have no idea what's coming out in November. So um, we'll have to see on that. But Assassin's Creed Odyssey seems like pretty much that's probably what their unannounced game was. Splinter Cell, probably the other one. Uh, in terms of other surprises, uh, I really don't have any any idea. Uh, I know Prince of Persia is another series that Ubisoft wants to return to at some point in time. I don't know when they're going to return to that series. And I don't know if that's something they would announce uh, at this particular show. But I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, I think anything could get announced at this point. Uh, Watch Dogs 3, that is another series that they have already said they are working on another Watch Dogs. Uh, but again, some of this stuff is not going to get announced because they have to save some of these announcements for 
next year when it's further along in development. I can only assume some of these games are still early in development, so some of the stuff is probably not going to get announced yet. But yeah, I think uh, Splinter Cell and obviously Assassin's Creed Odyssey, those are my picks to be some of the games that we'll see a lot of, as well as the Division 2 at the Ubisoft conference. So um, I'm going to go to you next, Mr. Lugo. uh, What are your predictions for the Ubisoft conference? Definitely Splinter Cell. I, I definitely think that's I think that's going to happen. And I find that more to kind of, you know, be maybe tease because I know Microsoft's gonna go first. I think we see it first at the Microsoft conference. We they get talked about a little bit, and then we get details at the Ubisoft conference, which makes sense to me because I think they've done that with Assassin's Creed games before, if I'm not mistaken, or even other games related to Ubisoft. Um I think also you get to see more of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I think is going to be interesting because the the setting of it, the Greco-Roman uh, setting, which I think is going to be cool, or ancient Greco-Roman uh, setting. I think also you get Skull and Bones. You probably get to see that again. Maybe a little bit more Beyond Good and Evil 2. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to see and probably hear more about that because there's been some reveals of gameplay and other stuff over time since last year when we first saw that game. Uh, I think also maybe you get a Rayman game. Like I feel like after the Rabbits and uh, Mario and Rabbids game that was on Switch, I feel like at some point we've been getting or at least been working up to a new Rayman game. I wouldn't be surprised because that's a series and that's a mascot that's been kind of in hibernation for quite a while, if I'm not mistaken, besides Rayman Legends and stuff. But it'd be really cool to get a new, uh, was it Rayman game on Switch? You know, besides the, the remake stuff and anything else, as well as also on the other platforms. I think that's totally possible. Uh, as far as new Prince of Persia, I feel like there's no need to go back to Prince of Persia anytime soon, if at all, because we have Assassin's Creed, which pretty much kind of fills that same type of slot, if you really think about it, as far as the style of gameplay and the stuff that it's doing. And I think that a lot more people, if they really have to choose between the franchises, I think a lot more people would go with Assassin's Creed. As good as like some of the older Prince of Persia games were, specifically like the Sands of Time and stuff. But... As far as anything else, keep in mind, there's also that kind of uh, that game that has the, 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 the little figures. I forgot the name of it that has the customizable figures. You know what I'm talking about, Rich, because I know you did Starlink. a preview of it last year. Which yeah. one? Yeah, I think it's called Starlink. Starlink, yeah. I think you also get to see more of that because I remember seeing that during last year's conference, and I didn't hear much about it afterwards. And I think you did a preview. You got to check it out at some point last year. But I think we get to see more of that because that never really came to fruition from my understanding because I, I never saw it released or anything of the sort. But uh, I think the the biggest uh, surprise that you get is, is a Splinter Cell. I think that that's a cool thing that's probably going to happen. And I don't make, and I don't say that because of the Walmart leak. I say that because that's a series that I feel like has been also in hibernation for quite some time. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. And I will also add uh, the fact that they had uh, Sam Fisher show up in uh, that uh, Ghost. The wild, the wild, wildlands DLC earlier this year. That is oh, another- for Ghost Recon. Yeah. yeah, that's another. That's another thing. Also, I should mention. I think you get more DLC for Ghost Recon and maybe more DLC for Rainbow Six Siege at some point. Like as far as like little filler type of stuff in between big announcements. That's true. That's a very good point. Yes, very very good points. Okay, Gary, uh, Ubisoft predictions. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of what you guys have said already, mainly, um, of course, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which surprisingly I'm not excited for because I still didn't beat Origins yet. Like, you know, like I feel like it really is too soon again. Um, they should stick to the two year cycle, I think, for Assassin's Creed now because, um, the you know, the games are just so long. There's There's so much to do in them. Like you need a, a decent amount of time to consume everything, especially 
when you know we have a ton of games from different publishers that are all open world so you know they need to give us more time between each game you know otherwise it's just going to get super repetitive and we're going to start to not care anymore you know it's going to be the call of duty effect you know because i i really just don't care about call of duty anymore and i don't i don't want to feel the same way about assassin's creed but you know they really are kind of making it that way so um yeah i i i would hope that if they do announce it it's not actually coming this year but more than likely it is so yeah more assassin's creed um Division 2, of course, is going to be, you know, one of the bigger announcements, I think. Um, and, uh, I'm, I mean, the first Division was good while it lasted. Um, so this time around, it would be cool to get more of the same of what they did with the first game, but the, the end game content has to be on point. Like, there has to be stuff to do after you beat the actual story mode, because, you know, once you beat the Division 1, it's like, what more are you playing for at that point? Like there was really nothing more to, to go back for really. Uh, so um, I'm hoping that they figured out a way to, to make it more, you know, of an, of an ongoing game that will keep you coming back just like the first destiny game. Um, and if they, you know, if they work out a formula like that, then it could be a good game. Um, so I'll keep an eye on it. Um, we're probably going to get more Skull and Bones uh, and I think, you know, Skull and Bones is a game that should have released last year, you know, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, if they are going to show it, I hope they don't spend too too long on it. Um, maybe, you know, there's a lot of people who are dissatisfied with Sea of Thieves, so maybe they can show some additional game modes that might kind of grab some of those people who were, who were looking for more, you know, in terms of the whole pirate experience. But, yeah, I, I, I hope they don't spend too long on this game if they do show it. Beyond Good and Evil 2, um, I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of focus on that because that was the game that shocked us all last year. So, you know, I'm sure they're going to uh, show more of that and show how it's progressed since last year. Um, a lot of people are, are excited for it and I'm very intrigued by it, even though I didn't play, you know, the original game. So... Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to more on that. Um, if 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 Splinter Cell is announced at Microsoft, I'm pretty sure they're gonna you know have something about that at the Ubisoft conference also. Uh, so that's something to expect. Uh, the Crew Two still isn't out yet, so they're probably gonna have you know maybe a solid release date or something of that nature. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, no, I, I just want to say, yeah, the crew is actually coming out at the end of this month, so... Oh, okay. My bad. Oh, no, yeah. you good. So, that's possible. Yeah, so, you know, they'll probably just, you know, uh, just give us, like, a, a kind of final trailer or something for it, maybe. Um, but, yeah, that's... Oh, they're probably going to have, you know, like, Toys to Life stuff, I guess, as well. Maybe a new... Uh, is it Skylanders, the, that game that they have? Oh no, 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 no. That's that's the Starlink game. Oh, okay. Uh, Sky, Skylanders is Activision. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad. Oh, yeah. That series is uh I believe that series is over for Activision. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um yeah, so they're probably going to have that uh, play to life thing, you know, toys to life thing. But um yeah, that's all I can really think of for them. Yeah, that, that sounds good. 
Uh, and I will just add that Dana also says Splinter Cell. Her signal dropped, so I don't know if she'll be back uh, because of where she's at. But uh, yeah, good thoughts all around for Ubisoft. We'll see how that goes. We have uh, two more shows to get into. Uh, so since a lot of people said that we are the PlayStation fanatics, we might as well talk about the Sony show next because that is the next show in the actual schedule. Um, so regarding the Sony conference, uh, I know there was a couple of things that I, I did see that there was a document going around online saying about this is the stuff that's going to be at the conference. You know, I, I won't really believe any of that until we actually see the actual conference, but, uh, they made mention of a few things in there that I do think is definitely going to happen. Uh, obviously the shadows die twice, uh, thing that we saw from, from software a while back. That will get revealed. I think that's Bloodborne 2. And if it's not Bloodborne 2, it could be another new game with the actual title, Shadows Die Twice. But I, I just, for some reason, I feel like this is Bloodborne 2. Um, so that'll probably get revealed at Sony's conference. Um, obviously, they've already announced the four games that they'll be focusing on, which is, of course, The Last of Us, uh, Death Stranding, Spider-Man, and I believe... Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is the fourth one, if, if, if I'm not uh, incorrect. Uh, yes, so, it's uh, Last of Us 2, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, and Death Stranding. Okay, so with Last of Us 2, I think we'll finally get the gameplay trailer. And I would say that we may, may get a release date. I don't know. Um, it seems like that game, every report that I see is indicated that that game has been in development for a long time. And it would even... Is to, 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 to suggest that it's been in development longer than they have said. So I would be surprised if we don't get a release date at this particular show. I mean, they could obviously wait to PSX and release it, but I think this is a game that you're going to see very soon. By soon, I mean maybe the start of next year, if not this fall. But I think more than likely they're going to save that for next year because we don't have any idea what's coming out next year outside of Days Gone. So... I make the guess that we're going to get a release date for that. Uh, in terms of other surprises, I know that there were leaks from Devil May Cry 5, you know, the stuff that keeps getting announced. And we've heard that this was supposed to be shown at PSX. Wasn't shown at PSX. So, yeah, I think we'll finally get that confirmation at Sony's conference that that game is in development. It will be coming out soon. They have already released a collection of the other Devil May Cry game. So this game is definitely going to get announced sooner or later, but I would uh, make a guess at Sony's conference is going to get announced. Um, and aside from other surprises, uh, I really have no idea. You know, we already know a lot of games that Sony has been working on. Uh, some stuff we just need basically release dates or more information on. So we're probably going to get a lot of that stuff if I had to make any guesses. But I may think of a few other things once I hear what you guys have to say. Uh, so, Mr. Lugo, what are your predictions for the Sony conference? For for uh, for PlayStation specifically, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. honestly, I think that we're gonna get some more surprises than what we just uh, than what we just know. I think that there's still gonna be some other cool stuff that they haven't telegraphed already that's shown. I think that you get another uh, trailer probably for the Spyro collection, the, the Spyro Remastered collection. I also think that you probably get some announcements of some other random stuff that we're not even thinking of. Like, I remember, at PS6, they announced Medieval that's coming, Medieval Remastered. Maybe you get the first gameplay of something like that, which I think would be pretty damn cool. I think also 
you get again some other random silly stuff that again we're just not able to think of because i think there's more to that conference than just the four games that they're showing i know that they said that's what they're focusing on but i don't think they're going to go to e3 just to show more of those four games that we already know that are coming out and we've seen a lot of gameplay for with the exception of uh, death stranding i think that you also get the first gameplay of death stranding at this conference too let's be real i think that they're making a big deal, obviously, with Hideo Kojima. It'd be really nice to see what that game actually is and kind of get a little bit more clarification about it because we've been teased about it for so long. We already know the people and the players that are involved, but we need to know the style of game and the type of game that it actually is. Uh, besides that, I think that obviously seeing Spider-Man, Spider-Man's right around the corner, seeing the first real gameplay with like, you know, more of the characters that we know of for uh, The Last of Us 2, I think is a definite possibility. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, I think we've already seen technically gameplay of Ghost of Tsushima, but it'd be nice to see more of that because it looks great. Don't get me wrong. I think it looks awesome. And I think if we see a little bit more of that, it'll probably make some people happy. But I still think there's going to be more to this show than what they're letting on. Oh, yeah, I agree. There are definitely going to be a lot of surprises we don't know about. So I'm, I'm very curious to know what that's what those surprises are going to be. Um, Gary, how about you let us know what your predictions are for uh, the Sony conference? Uh, I don't have much in terms of, uh, you know, actual predictions. I really just want to like I'm I'm fascinated by, you know, uh, the fact that this is going to be kind of a different showing and that they're putting the focus on, you know, those four games i do think we'll get you know some uh reveals in between segments i guess um like you mentioned bloodborne i definitely wouldn't be surprised at that because you know i think it's already been confirmed that those guys are are working on you know another game in that series so uh we probably are going to get that um i I don't know i'm i'm not sure what to expect besides you know of course we're going to see last of us 2 ghost of tsushima death stranding and spider-man i'm sure you know, we're going to see a lot of those, but I'm not sure about, you know, actual new announcements that we don't already know. I feel like Sony's in a very confident space right now. And I really just want to see what their swagger is like on stage, like just just to see how confident they are in the product right now. Because I feel like, you know, Sean Layden's going to be, you know, he's going to be swagging out on stage, you know, showing his dominance and everything like that. So um, I'm really interested to see what Sony has, and you know, I think they they're starting to see E3 as like their secondary show. So like they wanna they wanna make PSX their main bread and butter in terms of you know revealing and press conferences and things of that nature. So you know, I think they they know they're in a position of power right now, and they probably don't need to do too much, you know, to to you know uh, come out of E3 looking good. So, yeah, I, I think they're just going to have a, a very safe E3 conference. Um, I don't think we're, we're going to see a lot of, like, megatons or anything like that. It's just going to be very safe. So that's all I can really say about Sony. I, de- I definitely think uh, Sony will be saving some big guns for PSX because they want that to be more of their uh, community-focused show. Plus, you got people flying out specifically for that event. So they're going to have some surprises there. But in regards of this show, there will be some surprises. It's just uh, it's a matter of what the surprises are. I I, I don't know uh, what they're going to announce, but uh, definitely looking forward to it. So we just have to wait and see. We don't have to wait that much longer, though. It's only about a week away. So uh, any final thoughts on 
PlayStation before we move on to the final show for E3. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Now, this is the show that I believe Gary is the most excited for. Because uh, before we started recording, he said, you know, I saw that new Pokemon game for Nintendo Switch, and you know what? Now I need to get a Switch immediately. So, Gary, let me know first, what are your thoughts on what we will see at this Nintendo conference? (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, first of all, I thought you were going to say PC gaming show, because that's the show I'm looking forward to the most. uh... (laughs) Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about that show. Maybe that show will be good, but the fact that that show is the scheduling of that show is a little ridiculous compared to everything else. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm really just trolling there because you know the, <laughs> the shows have been bad, but um, I, I am holding on to hope that one day we'll get a good PC gaming show. But yeah, it, more than likely it's not going to be good. But yeah, as for Nintendo. Uh, I don't really have too much to say because, as you know, I'm not heavily into Nintendo. I don't know as much as you guys and, you know, especially JJ about, you know, what Nintendo's doing and everything. But I am very interested in Pokemon RPG games. Now, um, as for what I know, and uh, JJ can probably talk, you know, he can confirm this, but as for what I know so far, the, the, the two Pokemon games that they announced recently, um, those aren't the the actual you know next generation rpg game they're adaptations of previous ones and one of them is like a um kind of like a pokemon go kind of game for for the switch basically no so i think not not true at all you got you got it wrong you got it actually okay. inversed <laughs> okay go ahead uh clear that up for me okay so the new pokemon games for the switch are pokemon let's go pikachu and let's go eevee that's the next pokemon game the thing is is that they're getting elements and and stuff from pokemon go and they're kind of streamlining more this time around than they have in previous uh previous iterations of pokemon so as opposed to having random uh encounters you're going to be able to see pokemon in the wild grass and be able to encounter them and they have little gimmicks involving like a an actual tangible pokeball that's very similar to catching pokemon kind of like what you do in pokemon go but that one is technically the next pokemon game that's out now the other one the third one that they revealed is very similar to pokemon rumble where it's kind of like you have the little wind up pokemon dolls and stuff but it's not like uh an action rpg very similar to that one there's a lot more gimmicky more toned down stuff i would akin it more to pokemon mystery dungeon with a couple little things here and there as far as like details but the pokemon let's go pikachu and let's go eevee are the new pokemon games okay so so the let's go uh, pikachu and let's go eevee those are officially the next level yep pokemon that's the next one those are the next two games that you're getting that are going to be the switch pokemon games Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to need to look into all this stuff a bit more to really make a decision. But from what I heard and what I saw so far, like, I'm not too sure, you know, if if it's something I really want to hop on. But maybe they they have the chance to impress me at E3. So I'm hoping they show me something that I haven't seen yet. And, you know, that it really blows me away because I was really looking forward to a new Pokemon game. So, you know, um, hopefully uh, they'll show us something. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing more Shimagami Tensei because I know that's another game that's on the cards. And I've recently really got into the whole Shimagami Tensei thing, and I want to play more of those games. So that has that's another game that has the potential to uh, get me to actually buy a Switch as well. 
So, uh, yeah, those are two things I'm particularly looking forward to. Uh, I'm not really too sure what else to expect. So you guys go for it. Right, yeah, the floor is yours, Mr. Lugo. So obviously, our, you know, being the one that uh, I guess you could say is immersed within the Nintendo ecosystem, I, I think I have a pretty good grasp of what's going to go down this year, with the exception of whatever surprises that they might show during the Nintendo Direct, which is going to be the big thing. Uh, the biggest thing that they've telegraphed so far is the new Smash Brothers, which is a new game that's on Nintendo Switch. They have the Smash Brothers Invitational, on top of also the Splatoon 2 Invitational, which I believe we're going to get some more content for Splatoon 2. I think that's going to be a thing because they're trying to make that into like the eSports Nintendo game besides Smash Brothers. I think for Smash, we get more characters, like an official like selection of characters revealed on the roster during the Invitational, like playable characters. I think that we get some surprises probably as announcements for third-party characters, which I fully believe are uh, Spyro the Dragon and or Crash Bandicoot. I think it's not a coincidence that Crash Bandicoot is coming to the Switch. I think that was part of the last Nintendo Direct that we got as far as big reveals. I think also that Spyro might make its way to the Nintendo Switch because that makes sense, especially if Crash Bandicoot is making its way. And it would be awesome to see as a reveal that Crash gets to be the third-party highlighted character, or at least one of the third-party highlighted characters that's revealed as a fighter on the roster. I still think you're going to get other third-party characters like Sonic. I think that maybe you also get the Square Enix character, which I don't think would be something like what they've had in the past, like Cloud. I think it'd be very interesting that if we get a third-party character reveal like uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I think that a lot of people have talked about that for quite some time. And if it's not the case and you don't don't end up getting that, you probably get another Final Fantasy character or Final Fantasy related character that's uh, revealed on there. As far as anybody else uh, with third party character reveals for Smash, it's anybody's game at this point. I don't think you're going to get a Solid Snake. I don't think you're going to get uh, something crazy like a cartoon character or anything of the sort. I think that you're going to still get the majority of Nintendo first party characters in there, but I think that maybe this time around you're going to see characters that you didn't see in the last game, like the Ice Climbers or anything of the sort. Um, as far as other Nintendo games are concerned, besides the Pokemon stuff, which I think is a big deal, there have been rumors for a while and little things here and there, leaks, which I don't believe that you're going to get a new Star Fox game that's going to be a spinoff. I don't think that's the case. I, what I think is going to happen that you're going to get a port of Star Fox Zero because that makes more sense to me. And then possibly either the crossover game that people have been talking about, which is the Star Fox and F-Zero game, or a brand new Star Fox title. Or, again, if that's not the case, you just get the Star Fox port from Star Fox Zero, and then you get the F-Zero title. Because there's been a lot of stuff passed around saying that Star Fox and F-Zero have a crossover racing game. And I don't think that's something that people really wanted or people really asking for, especially after a lot of people were burnt after Star Fox Zero. I think that they would rather have one series and then the other series completely separate at this point in time because I think it'd be great to have a new F-Zero game. Don't get me wrong. I think that after the fast racing Neo game that was on the Switch, I think Nintendo should be thinking about, if not have already been thinking about bringing F-Zero to the States or bringing F-Zero to the Nintendo Switch because people clearly want it. They've wanted it for quite a while. Uh, I think you also get uh, more details about Metroid Prime 4. I, I don't think you necessarily get a big blowout 
of information because remember they only teased it last year at E3. They only showed the logo. I think this is the first time you see something as far as like maybe a cutscene of Samus Aran and like whatever new worlds she's going to explore or whatever evil she's going to fight. I don't think you get gameplay. It'd be I'd be very surprised if you get gameplay of Metroid Prime Four because I think that game is still way early in development. Uh, I think you also get more DLC for Breath of the Wild. I wouldn't be surprised if we get more uh, stuff from some of the other DLC content that I think was teased. I, I don't think we've gone through all the Breath of the Wild DLC as far as the season pass stuff, but I do think you get also teased some new content for Breath of the Wild, as well as also maybe Super Mario Odyssey, as well as also maybe Mario Kart 8, because those are big games right now on the Nintendo Switch, and it'd be smart to have those titles, as well as also Smash Brothers at the forefront of when the Nintendo uh, online services launch later this year. I think that's coming out, or at least launching in September, and that'll be a perfect way to be like, okay, here's the reasons why you need to dive in to the Nintendo online service, with Smash Brothers being the front runner of that. Uh, as far as any other titles are concerned, I still think you're going to get a bunch of Nindy titles as far as indie game titles that are going to be on the Switch. There was also that leak of the third-party games, if, if you guys didn't see that, but we're going to get... Oh, Dragon Ball Fighters on the Nintendo Switch, which was a given for a lot of people, as well as also a couple other titles that were listed on there, including, I believe, it was Dark Souls Remastered. That was also another one that's coming out at a later date. And there was a couple other titles I can't remember at the current moment. But as far as big surprises are concerned, it's going to be pretty much what I mentioned as far as Nintendo first-party stuff. I don't think you get any other bigger uh, reveals as far as third-party titles. I think it's really going to just be focused more on Nintendo games that are first-party games that are big reveals, which are stuff that we already know. Sounds good. Those are great, 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 great uh, overview. So I agree with a lot of what was said. Only two other points that I will make very quickly. Um, if I had to make a guess of other things that we'll hear about, uh, I definitely think that we will finally, maybe, maybe we will finally get a release date for uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Um, I know that Suda51 wanted to have that game out this year. But uh, it all depends uh, when they decide to actually release it. But yeah, I, I think we'll definitely hear more about that regarding somewhat of a, of a release date or, you know, give more insight as to when we can expect to receive more news. And the other game, which uh, is a game that was brought up in the chat by our very good friend Mills, Bayonetta 3. Um, because we already got the 1 and 2 remaster on Switch earlier this year, I definitely think we'll get an update on where they are at with development of Bayonetta 3. Now, I'm not saying the game is coming out this year. I, I don't think it's coming out this year. Maybe it could come out uh, sometime early next year or in spring. So if that is the case, it definitely will get shown because I'm pretty sure Nintendo may want to, you know, start to, to build up uh, some more attention towards it. Just to let you know it's coming out. But then they can also have a, another Nintendo Direct later on this year, if that's the case, for that particular game and a whole bunch of other stuff. But those are pretty much the only two things that I would add. I pretty much agree with everything that uh, you guys had to say about Nintendo. So we'll just have to wait and see uh, what they have for us uh, within the next few weeks. But um, any final thoughts on Nintendo? Um or any other E3 stuff before we get ready to uh, wrap up today's show. Not yeah. really. I, again, I'm curious to see what this Nintendo Direct is going to show. 
that day. I believe the Nintendo Direct is happening on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. So it's yeah. like the very start of E3. So they do it every year like that, where they show it on the Twitch uh, stream right in the hall. So we'll see it as we're going in, because we're getting in early into the show, you know, as media and industry people. But we're going to see what happens. We'll, we'll see what goes down. Absolutely. Gary, you had something you, you wanted to uh, to add? And I'm just going to say Nintendo's in a good position because, you know, they really don't have to do too much. Um, and they have the least amount of pressure on them. You know, like they're already doing good. They're, the, the console is selling, you know, in, in quick succession. Um, and, you know, I think Sony and Microsoft are the companies that have the most pressure on them because the moves that they make directly affects each other, you know, more so than what Nintendo is doing. So Nintendo really just has their own lane to do whatever they want. So I, I think Nintendo can do no wrong at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're, you know, they're, they're pretty much guaranteed to have a solid uh, conference, I think, because, you know, there's not really much they could do wrong. So I'll be looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that pretty much concludes our, uh, E3 prediction show for today. Uh, so just a quick programming note. Um, well, Gary's probably going to go into this in more detail, but Gary, they're going to be having some shows throughout the week, uh, starting around E3. I'll let him talk about that in more detail. We actually will also be uh, going out, flying out to LA, uh, this upcoming Friday. And we will be there until the following Friday. So we have a couple of things we're going to be working on. We'll definitely share that information with all of you uh, after, after we've all gotten it together. We're still trying to finalize appointments, so on and so forth. But uh, all definitely- that's happening last minute. It's all going down to like the 11th hour, people. Like literally, this is how E3 is. Everything goes down to like the last minute. Absolutely. And I will give a shout out to all the PR companies that have invited us for appointments, but I will also give a shout out to the PR companies that are waiting till the last minute to do this stuff, because I understand it's a hectic schedule, but yeah, they have got to get this stuff done so that everybody can move forward and know what the what the actual plan is. But definitely stay tuned for our coverage. We'll definitely have a lot to that. We'll be getting into talking more details. But uh, for now, we thank you all for checking out today's show and appreciate the continued support. Uh, Mr. Google, do you have any shout outs that you would like to give? Yes, of course. Uh, I want to give big shout outs to everybody watching the show now, everybody that's been checking out and commenting on all the reviews and all the articles that we've been posting up. Again, we're getting ready to go into our Super Bowl very, very soon. Like the whole team is getting ready to roll out. We're going we're gonna to roll out on some people. We're going to press some people at E3. So don't worry. We got a lot of content and a lot of stuff that we got planned out over the course of the next week, starting Friday or Saturday, technically, uh, of this weekend into next week, because E3 is very big for us. So definitely keep a lookout on the website for new updates on our social media, especially I know Rich is on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Gary is also on Twitter. And a lot of us that are going are going to be on Twitter as well. I'm going to be live tweeting a lot throughout the entirety of the week, a whole bunch of different stuff, you know, different individuals we see, different companies, different publishers. We're going to try to make sure we have a big blowout 
of content and exclusive stuff and sneak peeks of things that we never really did before because we've been working hard as far as like setting all this stuff up, seeing all the latest games that are getting announced, getting hands-on demos and impressions of games that are shown and that we get behind closed doors that we could talk about. There's going to be a lot of stuff that you guys are really going to enjoy that you never really saw before from us this time or at least in previous years. So there's this is going to be really, really cool and I'm really excited to share a lot of the stuff with you as the week goes on. But shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting us on the website. Shout out to all the patrons as well. Shout out to all the PR people who are going through hell right now because we've been bombarding them with emails. Shout out to all the other people who are going to press at the booths coming up in E3 because we're gonna we're gonna roll up on some people. I'm going in with the Squirtle Squad, especially Nintendo, because we're gonna we're gonna go roll up on them on one day. But all joking aside, uh, I'm looking forward to being out there. Shout out to everybody also that's traveling to E3 uh, starting this weekend because I know a couple of our friends, friends of the show. Uh, from various different outlets are going out there. Everybody's coming across the United States for this, and it's going to be a big deal. So can't wait. And again, shout out to everybody else that's going to be checking out all our content over throughout the week. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Uh, so I also want to give a shout out to everybody that has been watching live or listening on the download. We appreciate the continued support. Give a shout out to uh, the big clowns in the chat today, Ruthless Kid and Edward. They had a lot of jokes. I look forward to hearing what y'all have to say about Xbox conference. So I look forward to that. Uh, shout out to Mills. Shout out to Miguel. Wish him a happy birthday as well. Um, and everybody else that have, have, has been watching us live in the chat. We appreciate the continued support. And uh, Gary, the floor is now yours for shout outs. Uh, these guys are hilarious. Yeah. Um, just to keep everyone updated. Um we will be, you know, having shows and a lot of coverage throughout, you know, E3. Of course, these guys are going to be at the show. Um, I'm not going this year. I'm going to be at home. So, you know, I'll be around to cover, you know, I'll be posting up news and I'll be, you know, covering the shows, you know, um, not entirely as they happen, but, you know, we're going to, we're working out the schedule still because, you know, it's, it's a bit tough with the, the time difference and everything, but definitely Dana will be around. Uh, there will be a co-op, you know, next Sunday. And probably on the Monday too, and we're gonna have some guests on the show and everything to recap what's been going on. Um, and then, you know, on Wednesday, I think we're gonna have another recap and we'll also probably be doing some after hours shows as well, just to discuss certain announcements in more detail, you know, with, uh, with more people and stuff like that. So, you know, that, that will be for the Patreon people. Of course, you know, other people will get all the segments and everything as usual too. So be on the lookout. There's a lot of content on the way from us. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a big week. So I hope everyone's as excited as we are. But um, as usual, I'm going to give a shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. That's M. Collins, Sean Gorty, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel and Antonio Rogers. A big happy birthday to Miguel. Um, you know, hope you're having a good day and thanks for spending your birthday with us and everything. So big shouts to him. Shouts to F Mills, who's also in the chat today. And big shouts to the TK After Hours crew, Ruthless Randoms and Edward V. These guys are hilarious. You know, they've been getting on our case the whole show talking about how we're fanboys and, you know, we, we don't pay enough respect to Microsoft and things of that nature. So yeah, on the next after hours, I'm going to go in on these people. So be on the lookout for that. But um, that's pretty much it from me. Gary going to press people on the after hour show. 
Everybody's getting <laughs> pressed like a panini. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, once again, thank you all for your continued support. Uh, and we will talk to you all next week. 